Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. And the final part of a conversation that I had with a finance graduate who was going through their development program, I wanted to understand how they could make a bigger difference in finance as part of their career, but also for delivering more value to their organizations. And in the previous conversations, we'd actually got to steps of where they could go and add incrementally more value and make a bigger difference to their their decision makers and their stakeholders by going through stages of preserving and creating value. And where we'd got to was actually evolving outcomes and decisions and potential solutions with their, their decision makers. But why stop there? Because for thousands of years, we've actually been helping those same decision makers, not only by accounting for the transactions within their organizations and reporting on their success via financial statements, but the finance professionals who've been making the biggest difference for those decision makers are the ones that have actually been uh, actively deploying, which we represent by the letter D, uh, those decisions that had been involved previously. And that ultimate difference, we call that capturing value. So that's, that's where they're accounting for the value they've captured in things like value logs. It's one thing to go and go and preserve and create value. And, and yes, to some degree, that's captured in financial statements. But to actually capture it and message how much value finance is contributing to the organization, we do that using things like value logs, where those decisions we've either supported uh, indirectly or those things that we've deployed and directly made sure that they've been completed, seen through, and driven values at the bottom line into shareholders, that's what we use value logs for. And it's actually at that world-class level that's what we call uh, crafting, and that's why that's why this these sort of steps uh, spell the word crafted when we amalgamate each relative le level of value that's been provided, because those world class finance teams um, are doing this to reach the ultimate level of making a difference for their decision makers, and like that's why when when you look out there and you hear the stories around uh, the CFO role being blended into the COO role. You know, that chief operating officer. Um, sometimes that COO role is disappearing completely together. And the CFOs out there are actually negotiating with customers, with sales leaders, closing deals. And, and uh, you know, our graduate who's just rotating into pricing, it's a great area to, to sort of learn a trade in or a craft in nowadays for finance professionals who are looking to make that biggest level of difference because down the line, they'll be expected to be out there with sales in front of customers, capturing value for the organization. And other finance professionals out there, for example, are, you know, that aren't necessarily in pricing, are going about capturing value in slightly different ways. For example, if they're um, at a startup, um, you know, finance leaders and finance professionals are actually helping teams like engineering recruit developers who might be, say, uncertain as to a startup's future um, and, and finance leaders actually offer a much more objective perspective and, and could be a much better person to sell why it's important to come work for a company because we are a better place to talk to a company's funding position or the objectivity around the long-term plan and, and the realistic uh, realism around some of, maybe some of the assumptions involved. Or as we've probably done quite regularly already in finance is actually get involved in some sort of purchasing or strategic vendor type scenario where we're negotiating with suppliers and vendors 
for better deals if we sort of tie ourselves into longer periods of time and have more of a partnering type relationship. So the best finance professionals out there are just craftspeople out there who are shaping their organizations, making a difference with better decisions. And that's why, you know, we bring the, the guest mentors on the show to share such stories of what's going on on the strength in the numbers. Now, I've got to be mindful that this conversation so far has been very value orientated. And actually, that is only one part of the conversation because there's also the cost side to it too. And the thing is with the costs is that there is a price to be paid for trying to improve the difference we make or the level of value we're providing. And we try and capture that on the x-axis. And that's meant to represent the, the relative level of cost complexity. So let's say um, a finance organization wants to train its staff to, to go and uh, provide more value around uh, providing dashboards and that type of analytics. Well, there might be a training cost or an opportunity cost associated with that in terms of the time being spent on that investment. Um, and that's, that's why when we're sort of thinking about driving additional levels of value, we've also got to factor in that relative complexity and cost of doing that. And we take from economics a term called productivity or productivity frontier. And that is really the curve that joins the Y and the X axis of delivering relative value, making a difference on one hand, and the cost of doing so on the other. But the aim still is to deliver as much relative value for a given level of cost. Um, but there is another danger with the productivity frontier in that it's continually pushing outwards as say technology, business model, economies and demographics develop and kick on. So for, let's say some of us have been around long enough to remember when Excel started to become more popular in finance and spreadsheets you know, uh, started appearing on more and more people's desktops within finance. That made a tremendous difference and it allowed us to do a lot more things and become much more productive than we had been with, say, a calculator, a bit of a pencil and a paper and how we're doing budgets. You know, so there's always going to be a pressing need to keep up with, with this productivity frontier, even if there is a known cost uh, by doing so and extra complexity in doing so. Because if we don't, let's say... We've gotten to this sort of T or translate stage, um, but the curve then pushes out with the latest new technological development because other uh, finance teams and other organizations have adopted a better way of doing things, a better practice or a better technology or some enhanced training methods or systems. They will then overtake us um, or internally in our own organizations, the ops team might have got some better tools from IT and actually, they're delivering on the expectations of decision makers better than we are. So we will be bypassed then when it comes to making the important, the most meaningful and impactful decisions and potentially lose that seat at the table, um, which is a shame because in finance, we've got these tremendous strengths and assets. We've got this terrific technical training, it's a great passport to a really fantastic career with that objectivity that working in finance brings the ability to access data decision makers, the broad view across organizational silos and out there into our industries as well. You know, we've, we've a tremendous opportunity to go and make a difference in our organizations. And that's why it's encouraging to see so many younger graduates like the one I had the conversation together with want to still come into finance 
to, 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 to learn the craft that is finance, even though futurists out there are saying that over 50% of finance jobs are going to be replaced by robots. But I suppose in sort of closing on these various three parts, uh, you know, being part of a finance team, making a difference, doesn't only benefit our immediate organizations. You know, better decisions, particularly those that lead to profitable and sustainable growth, not only increase the opportunities within our immediate organizations, but also outside, you know, for customers, for communities um, too, because, you know, it's a sign of the impact, the value you and your organizations are adding via better decisions if the communities and customers are willing to engage more and that leads to better opportunities and better communities overall. And it's a terrific platform to make a difference from working in finance within an organization. So look, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, that's why we bring on the, the, the guest mentors in between these Monday memos to share their stories of what's working, what's not, how they're making a difference, how it's making an impact out in the community to their careers, to their stakeholders, to their decision makers. And although it might not work for every organization, it does show that something does work. It might give you an idea to do something that works in your organization. So look, appreciate you investing your time with us today. And until next time, take care of yourselves. And let's keep on building our strength in the numbers.